the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Cole Magnetico. I'm here with my co-host, Slash Dan. <laughs> Jason Magnetico. How's everybody doing? Thank you for tuning in to episode number two of the Barto Breakdown Podcast. So, before we're here with producer Jen, how you doing? Hey, hey. And uh, like Cole said, uh, we're here for episode number two. And uh believe that was... Cole and Jen's first Barto experience, Barto football experience, right? Uh, no, I've been there before, but... For a Barto football game? Mm-hmm. I've been there before. Okay. But I haven't seen one like that before, and we'll hey. get into that in just one moment. <laughs> you haven't seen many games like that. Uh, we tried to sit in the stands and keep track of kind of stats, because I didn't know what was going to be out there available for us. Um, still working on that, but we tried to do it ourselves. And uh, if you were there at the game, you know that was pretty much impossible. Yeah, um, you know it, it got it got kind of it's kind of impossible to keep up with every touchdown of an eighty-two point game. That was the longest first quarter <laughs> I've ever. It was like I, I was posting to the the Facebook page like twenty-eight nothing, thirty-four. Seven minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs> it, was it was crazy, a man. Great, great tuna, Matt. You know, first game, you want to come out the gate and uh, have a good showing. What do we know about Bartow after that first game? I mean, if they play like that every game. Well, I mean, that- they ex. Now, this is one thing that I always say when I coach, right? Mm-hmm. If you're playing a team that is not as good as you, you mm-hmm. have to execute. You have to execute and, you know. You have coach, to prove. You, coach Tate has to be pretty proud of his guys. I mean, the other team, Lake Region, bless their heart, they couldn't do anything. They, I don't think they got a first down at all. I mean, um, they would have had one, but he fumbled the ball. And, and this is the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. So I have to say this. I have to give one critique and one negative of the game. It started on the first play. Of the game, okay? The kicker put the ball down. I'm sitting up in the stands. And I didn't say it out loud to y'all, but I knew it was an onside kick. Mm -hmm. The way she put the ball on the tee, so we've got to do a better job of recognizing that, and I'm sure Coach Tate would agree with me. Um, The guys on the the kickoff return team, they've got to look at that. And kickers are going to give it away a lot of times. Unless you've got an experienced kicker, um, they're going to want to set that ball up. The ball was leaning towards the Bartow players. So how they thought that she was going to kick the ball in the air, I have no idea, but they should have picked up on that. But that is the only critique that I could give during that game. It was an unbelievable performance by um, everybody that stepped foot on the field. Oh, yeah, um, except for the Lake Region players. Now, the Lake yeah, Region players. you got to give them credit. Listen, they, they had I'm a lot sorry, of heart. They had they a lot did. of heart. They did. A little running back that they kept putting back there. And I put oh. it on Facebook, and Will Greer, he said that he thought that it was just a, a matter of the coaches were putting in the kid that wouldn't quit. Right, and he definitely did not. He didn't quit, but mad, he didn't have a chance. respect for that. He did not have a chance at all. As soon as he touched the ball, there was three or four jackets in the backfield. And um, I, I look at it as a, a fan, and I'm looking like, they put that big kid, I think he was an offensive lineman back there. I don't know if it was third down or fourth down. The, the, the clock person was messing up the score. and the, 
it looked like it was third and eight on and I was like, what is he is he gonna punt? The I, I big think guy's he's gonna new. punt. I think that guy's well, Okay, you know, well we're not critiquing yeah, them. We're not we're critiquing them. <laughs> I just so I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if it was third and eight and they were just gonna punt. And then they snapped it to the big guy and he ran it. And as soon as somebody came towards him, he dove head first into the guy. I'm like, I mean, you're bigger than anybody on the defense. What are you diving? <laughs> Anywho, maybe that's part of why the other kid was in at running back because he didn't quit. But uh, like Jen said, you got to give it to Lake Region. I don't see them winning again. Maybe if they play Haines City, because Haines City got beat eighty-two nothing as well. Oh like, really? Yeah. What are has that ever had? Like two teams in high school. I've never seen a team lose that bad. Like I was telling Cole and Jen when I was in middle school, Coach Murphy took the Barter Junior High School, so I was eighth grade. Wasn't playing at the time. And uh, we had like Mavolio Greer and, and, and a lot of great players at that time on the middle school team. And they beat a Lakeland team like 70-something. It was just embarrassing. It's like every time we touched the ball, we scored. And that's kind of what happened the other night. To score that many points, you've pretty much got to be scoring on all facets of the game. And it, it looked like Lake Region didn't even want to tackle somebody. So... That is true. They so what do we like? I said, what do we know about the Barto team right now? I mean, we know that they were executing on offense. We didn't get to see a whole lot of um, great play calling and plays executed by Lake Region to see what kind of defense you could, we have. You could tell that they were just trying out plays. Well, I, I could tell that our defense was fundamentally sound. They were in the right plays. And when the ball was thrown in their area, they made the play. So we got to give kudos to that. We had a couple of pick sixes and uh, some fumble recoveries. So I like the fact that we were executing, you know, even though it was a inferior team, we were executing. Good for her, babe. Thank you. You know, I, I do this for a living. And um, <laughs> it was nice to see on that part. But I would like to have seen a little bit more of a challenge because going into week two, um, we got George Jenkins, which is a conference game. Now, some of you that are listening, you may be thinking, okay, it's a conference game. What does that mean? Districts. And if you hear the dog in the background, we apologize, but we're not editing it. So, um, (laughs) we, when I played, it was districts, right? Now they're, they're saying conference. And then after I stopped playing, there was, they went to like the top two teams in the district, went to the playoffs. Now, a year or two ago, they changed this whole format. So, George Jenkins, Liberty, Point Siena, and Winter Haven are our conference games. So, you got four teams and five teams in the conference Barto, Point Siena, Liberty, Winter Haven, and Jenkins. I've been doing some research trying to find... you said Winter Haven. I did. Oh, okay. You already did. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been doing a little research, Cole, trying to give you a little insight and the fans a little insight on, on the teams that we've, we're going to be playing. This George Jenkins game is a huge game, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Producer Jen can pull up the rankings here in a second, but George... 249 for the 2020 season. For George Jenkins? Mm-hmm. And what are we? We were 201. So it's oh, going to so one. We'll probably be. Now you can't higher. put a whole bunch into those rankings. Right. We dealt with that with soccer. You know, they want to rank the 12 year old girls across the state and the nation or what they are. 
you can't put a lot into that stuff, but it does give you a little bit of an idea on what to expect. Now, I'm expecting this game Friday night to be a battle, mm-hmm. okay? Um, George Jenkins, I was looking at their roster. I was looking at Rivals 250 and, you know, looking at players or across the state that may be ranked. And I, nothing popped off at me at Jenkins, but Jenkins does have some defensive linemen that got some good size to them. This is a crucial game. Offensive linemen that got some good size to them. So this game is important. Like all conference games are important, of course. But if we can win this game, Liberty and Poinciana should be, we should be able to take care of business there. I'm pretty confident there. And then that goes into Winter Haven against brother against brother. And Winter Haven lost um, their first game. Who did, who did they play? Jen, can you look that up? It's a, it's a Christian academy who they lost to. Um, but I did see Winter Haven, the first game. Cornelius Shaw, he ran for 20 attempts for 284 yards, averaged 14.2 yards a carry, and his long was 49 yards. That is- the team rushed for a total of 380 yards, 10.3 carry now this i looked up this kid to see how good he was he's a three uh three star running back he's got eight offers uh kentucky nebraska ucf usf and west virginia is what popped off to me uh, as far as the offers he's undecided so they ran up against a kid that was pretty talented at running back um three star you know got a one sec school in there ucf He's a good player, but what that tells me early on in the year, now Winter Haven did come back, and Jen's going to find the score here in a second. Winter Haven did come back and score some points, so I think uh, Charlie and Winter Haven's got a young team, and, you know, maybe we're going to keep an eye on the trend with Winter Haven's defense, you know, see if they're giving up a lot of yards on the ground. Victory that, Christian Academy. Victory Christian. Okay, what was the final score of that? Uh, 36 to 19. 36 19. So, yeah, they came back in the fourth quarter and it looks like they got 12 points, Winter Haven. Okay. And my bestie, you know, it said that in the paper they showed they could score, but what, at that point, what was the name of the school? Victory could have had in some of their Victory Christian second Academy. and third string players. And, and I know Charlie Tate is going to have a good team at the end of the year, but it's really, to me, you know, if we can get past this Jenkins game. Um, like I said, I think Liberty and Point Sienna. All right, dog, you got to chill out. Liberty and Point Sienna, um, we're going to take care of business, and it'll come down to that final match against Winter Haven. Play them back to back weeks too. Liberty then Point Sienna. Yeah, I got Victory Christian. It shows that they're ranked per again. All this stuff that we're getting right now is per Max Preps, and it's not always up to date. accurate as as we would like. But it is saying that they're. Uh, Florida ranking is 73. Wow. Yeah, and that brings up what we touched on on the first podcast. If anybody out there can help the football program in getting stats and stuff uploaded into these sites, um, there's another one called Score or something like that. This is only going to help our kids in the community. When coaches are, are looking and scouts are looking you know, they're going to these things and deciding what game they're going to be going to. And don't don't point the finger at the coaching staff and say that's the coaching staff's responsibility. No, that is, you know, the school. When I was in school, there was uh, Bartow Jacket Productions was a TV station, and, and they did stuff like that. So there's got to be somebody out there that could help us get 
the um, information on the internets so everybody can look it up. Now, Cole, let's, let's talk about some of the big plays and, and things that uh, you saw that stood out to you during the game. So, like we said in the last episode, we will be doing offensive and defensive MVPs. So, we're each going to go over our offensive and defensive MVPs. All right. My, my offensive MVP, Lynn Johnson. He threw for four touchdowns, and best of all, he gave me a fist bump after the first half. So, so uh, is his first name is Lynn Johnson? Lynn Johnson? Yes. Okay. That is his name. He did have a good game, and he throws the ball very well. Oh, yeah. Pretty accurate, he I must looks say. Very when, when he takes the field, you know, a lot of times you go to the games, you're trying to figure out who the quarterback is. And uh, he takes the field. He just looks like he demands um, everybody's respect on the field, and he looks like that player. And like Coach Tate said, I'm glad he's on our team. So you're giving it to him. Uh, Offensive player, I'm going to give it to – I'm going to give it to the entire offensive line. Oh, there you go. I'm giving it okay. to the entire I, I offensive line. I can respect line. it. You know, there was, I don't think the offensive line had much challenges during the game, but from what I could see, you still, you still got somebody lined up in front of you, right? You still got another guy trying to beat you. And from what I could see from my viewpoint in the game, the quarterback stayed upright. Every time we had, ran a sweep or, or a run play, there was big holes. Oh yeah, so, our offensive line. Want to build off of that and give the off starting offensive line the um, player of the game. I mean, it is the first week. Yeah, they were great out there, even though, yeah. as you said, they might not have the best competition ever. They still got to protect the big men back there. I just threw the dogs toy. Get out of here. Um, defensive player of the game. Uh, I'm sorry if I pronounce the name wrong. We're, um, I'm still trying to learn it. Number four, Desarion Tolly. Uh, he had a pick six and a fumble recovery in the game. Pick six. Now, he did play a good game. And mm-hmm. I was just seeing, well, I saw on Facebook, there's actually two Tolly brothers. So one. Or we assume that they're brothers. Yeah, because one caught a pass for a touchdown. So now I have to find out if. His brother is number two. Number twenty-two. Look on the receivers. Tolly. Look on the receivers and see if Sayon plays wide receiver. Maybe both brothers scored a touchdown. That'd be awesome. Now that brings up something, and anybody listening, you can tell me who your um, best quarterback of all time at Bartow High School is. But uh, Tolly, their father, um, played when I played. And I'm going to go out and say that he is the best quarterback to ever play for Bartow High School. Ooh. Yep. Big shout Who out. Is? Sleepy. Sleepy Tolly. Sleepy Tolly? Yep. I think they, their dad is the best quarterback to ever play at Bartow High School. Now, there's been a lot of great quarterbacks at Bartow High School. Sammy Small, Tavares Leverett, uh, Mr. Jackson. But... If somebody out there is listening and you're going to tell me something different, I'd love to hear it. You can message us on our Facebook page and uh, let us know who you think the best quarterback to ever play at Bartow High School is. And that Facebook page is? Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast page. That's where you can find it. Sayon Tolly is actually on special teams. 
So he might be playing receiver too. I, I think look I think on, I saw him kicking. Receiver. No. Was he? Um, um, I, I thought I saw him kicking that practice that we went to. He may be because he's a soccer player too. So he may be he may be kicking a little bit. I felt like he was kicking though. So you giving your defensive player to Do, to, um, to Tolly with the pick six? Zarian Tolly, number four. Number four. I'm giving mine to a player that I featured on our Facebook page when pictures came out with the uniforms and he did not disappoint i think his number is 26 read the name of number 26 for me please randolph john randolph john this guy right here looks like a playmaker he was in position he made a beautiful interception and ran it back for a touchdown i believe 23 yards so i could have gave it to a number of players on defense everybody played real well but I'm a little biased right now with number 26 because he looks like, and I think he's only a junior, he looks like he's going to be a stud. And that's going to be somebody that's going to be fun to watch for the next couple of years. There's a lot of players on this team that are going to be fun to watch. Oh, they are very fun to watch. And we're just getting to learn these players. So after each show, we'll know a little more about these kids and Oh, yeah, and then getting to the practices yeah. and having interviews with the kids. I've and actually talked to Tali's mom and uh, about having them on the podcast, so that'll be good. And Coach Tate said we'll have a couple other kids on. And then on Thursdays, so I'm thinking we, we gave the, the show schedule out, and I said Sundays and Thursdays. I'm thinking we're going to do Monday and Thursday, even if we record over the weekend and, and release it on Monday. That way we're consistent. Because sometimes on the weekend, things come up, you know. Well, and, and unfortunately, this weekend, you you did come down with a migraine, so. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, if we want to go out of town or, or we want to go do something, and we're not stressing on getting the podcast out. So I think it's safer to say that way we're consistent that it'll drop on Mondays and Thursdays. Now, on Thursdays, you know, you may wake up and it'll be available for you on Friday and it'll kind of give you a pumped up. You know, to listen to the podcast on Friday and then go to the game on Friday night. So, Cole. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to do my best to keep them on schedule for oh yeah. Monday evening and Thursday evening. Producer Jen, that is your job. So, <laughs> Well, people like to know when they come out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and we want to be consistent and, and we want to give everybody that's listening um, something to look forward to. Cole. George Jenkins. Partial High School, Friday night, 7.30, at the Eagle's Nest. What do you think is going to happen? What's your prediction? Score prediction, 28-27, Bartow. 28-27. Wow. I actually think it's going to be a little high, higher than that. I'm going to go 82. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no Listen, one. No I'm gonna be honest with you. I hope I never see another 82 nothing game again in my that life. Was, I don't want to see it, it. Even though it was fun to watch, it was kind of boring. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It, boring. I mean, it wasn't boring, but it was like <sighs> there was like no. I mean, it was fun to watch. It was fun because we were on the winning side of it. But yeah, um, yeah. I would I would much prefer a tight game for three quarters and then Barto runs away with it in the fourth. And that's what I'm looking for this um, Friday night. I'm predicting that we will win 35 to 35-24. 35-24. 
Actually, let me change my prediction. I, I can't change a prediction. Okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> What'd you say, 28? 28-27 what, what are we going to change it to? I was going to say, like, like maybe like 42-35 or something. I don't know. But I feel like it's going to be a very close game. Right. That's what I think. And Bartow is going to run away with it. And they're not gonna run away with it if it. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna take the game. You know what I mean. I got you. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, but you gotta be careful saying run away with it because that that means like eighty two zero. And we don't want to <laughs> give any kind of uh, bulletin board material. We don't want, you know, them hearing us say something that we're gonna blow them out and then using it against part two. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, football coaches love to look for those little things to motivate their team. All right, well, I think that's going to be it for this episode. We're at 21 minutes. Producer Jen, you got anything else? Well, I was just going to say, you know, as time goes on, unfortunately, there's not a lot about George Jenkins. um, And I want to... Well, George Jenkins didn't play the first game because they were playing Lakeland. Well, right. But with George Jenkins, it shows that they're ranked 255, where down, if you scroll down, it says 2020 state rank is 249. Now, with... Bartow, it showed that we are rank two oh eight. But last time when we did the rank, or when when we did the podcast, they were two oh one. Yeah, and we yeah. won so, that game. So. There's teams that you know, there's teams that didn't even play that I saw that moved up in the rankings, and then we win eighty two nothing and moved down. Yeah, so, I, that was that was very strange to me. Like so. I said, I'm not putting a lot of stock into it. Um, it just kind of gives us an idea. Now, if you look at Winter Haven. You know, all the Winter Haven statistics and everything was there for me to find the information on this right. kid that ran. So, so someone again, is in there some, doing Yeah, we need some stats. help to get these stats to us and, and get them on here for our kids. Because, hey, I, I went looking for top, you know, on Rivals.com. I was like, man, this quarterback for Barcher is pretty good. He's only a junior. Let me go and look at the class of 2022 Florida players. He ain't coming up on here. Well, I have a hard time believing that there's that many kids better than him as a junior. Um, I'm sure there are some, but not a hundred. So, you know, we need to get this stuff on there for the kids and, and build this program. Now, I have, I did hear some people say, before we get out of here, some people say that, you know, Bartow's back and Bartow's going to win a state championship and stuff like that. And I need everybody to slow your roll on that. All right? I mean, we hope so. Yeah, definitely. we hope so. But understand that this is year two of Coach Tate building this program. And, you know, coaches, good coaches can come around and turn things around right away and, and make things better. And year two have a little bit better. But it takes four or five years to really have your program up and running the way you want it to be. So let's let's try to win the conference, you know, and get to the playoffs and then see what happens. But um, let, let's slow down on the state championship. We, we beat Lake Region 82-0, all right? So let, was, let's take care Lake of business. Region. Let's take care hey. of business against Jenkins, and then we can, you know, start looking forward to the next conference game and, and that showdown towards yeah. the end of the year against Charlie Tate. Again, I just want to reiterate, we will get more and more stats coming along the, the further we get going in this. Um, but there's just not a whole lot working out with, there. Working with what we have. Yeah, as, as everybody knows. But as soon as we're going to try to get the information out to everyone, you know, to kind of pump up. And, and like, like you said, Jason, maybe we, maybe we can run it, run with it. 
like everybody's saying. Uh, Maybe we can prove you wrong. But for now, let's take everybody out on this episode number two with a song that we all heard a whole bunch of times Friday night. Especially sitting next to the band. Thank you for listening. Good job, uh, Mr. Ekman with the band. I am your host, Cole. This is my co-host. Jason. And we are out. See you Thursday. See you Thursday. Peace.